What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of uh, Dawkins Up Duke. This week is a little bit different. I uh, wanted to wrap up the Duke season, so we got my guy Rob Doster on to talk about uh, this year and a little bit um, looking forward into the future uh, with this Duke team and what we have to expect. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with our uh, normal Duke guests uh, moving forward next week. But as always, uh, make sure you uh, comment, subscribe, um, and check out our YouTube channel. Um, the Field of 68 is where we post all our clips from all of our podcasts across the network. And I uh, hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you next week. <clears throat> all right, so this week we've got my guy, uh, Rob Doster. Uh, I don't I don't know what to title you because uh, you kind of, you know, you do a little bit of betting. You watch a lot of basketball. So you're just a college basketball expert, I guess. <laughs> just call me Jeff Goodman's boss. That'll that'll be that'll be all right. <laughs> I'm sure Jeff will love that. Um so we're doing a little bit, uh, a little bit of a different episode this week. Um, just doing a little uh, Duke season postmortem, um, seeing as how we are not headed to Indianapolis uh, to play this week. So uh, I don't know where do we start. I guess we start in the beginning. Um, started off not great. I mean, obviously we uh, beat Coppin State um, by ten, uh, which I guess should have raised. A couple of alarms uh, to start, and then uh, right into it, right into the thick of it, lose to Michigan State at home, uh, which is not something we typically do. So uh, I don't know. I guess that, that, well, that was that was the moment that kind of stood out for me was the the, the Michigan State game um, mm-hmm. and the Illinois game because it, it was very clear that at that point um, that I, I didn't think Duke was going to be kind of what we expected them to be. Yeah, and I think part of it was. Like the pieces just didn't fit together great. I think part of it was that um, you know not being able to come together as a team early on is something that really kind of impacted them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those two games stood out for me as well. Um, obviously, just especially losing at home, which I mean, I guess it was a little bit different this year. No, no fans or anything like that. But the Illinois game, especially, just because I felt like watching it, um, we were never really in the game. Um, and, you know, end up losing my 15. But, you know, that game was never in question. So um, and Illinois, you know, being one of the better teams in the country um, just kind of showed that there was a bit of a gap there. Um, and just, you know, just felt like we was never quite able to fill um, that gap between, you know, top teams in the country and where we were this year. Yeah. So where do you where do you stand on the whole Mark Williams debate? Because I've seen people that were a little bit critical of the fact that he wasn't playing early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching those first couple games and I don't know if he necessarily was ready to be playing um, that early in the season. So where do you stand on that? Yeah, I agree. I don't, I mean, he, he got some time in those um, early games, you know, he got some minutes and he, like you say, he just wasn't, he just wasn't ready. I mean, it's a credit to him and a credit to, um, the coaching staff, Nate especially, I know he works with the bigs there. Uh, just him staying after it and just saying, you know, okay, struggled a little bit, but I'm just going to keep going and, and keep <clears throat> getting better and being ready for when, you know, my time does come again. Um, you know, I'll perform a little bit better. And Nate, you know, I'm sure he was in the gym working with him every day. And um, so, off. yeah, I mean. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely paid off. And, um, yeah, like sometimes – guys aren't ready and like, yes. And in hindsight, looking at the last couple of games, you know, obviously the last game, he goes almost 20 and 20, like 23 and 19. Um, you're like, man, he should have been playing the whole year. But like you said, you know, he, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't always work. Doesn't, you know, everybody's not, 
Jason Tatum, everybody's not, you know, Brandon Ingram where you just plug him in out of high school and they're ready to go. Uh, I think he had a little bit of growing to do and he did it and he did it quickly. And so when his time came, um, you know, Jalen vacated those front court minutes. Um, he stepped right in and was ready to go. And it was it was really, really cool to see, actually. Yeah, I remember when he first committed um, that, that the, a coach told me, like, that kid's going to end up being really good, but mm-hmm. it'll probably be like two years before he gets to that level. Mm-hmm. And seeing him, like, I, I was really expecting nothing from him this season. Like, yeah. nothing like, compared to what he – uh, did down the stretch and the fact that he got there as quickly as he did i think is a testament to the kid a testament to his development and a testament to the program and i'll i'll, I'll be honest like I, I with both duke and kentucky and some of these other teams like the the fight that those kids kept showing down the stretch mm-hmm. of this season when it kind of seemed like things were lost um you know th- these are what is what a lot of these guys are they're they're there because they're eventually trying to get to the professional level right and when you're in the middle of a situation where you're not able to spend the time with your teammates that you're used to being able to. You're, you're not having these bonding moments. You're not having team dinners. You're not like hanging out in each other's dorms. You're not being able to get like the full college, the full student athlete experience. The fact that they were still able to like stick, stick together and play hard, I think is a testament to the kids on that roster because um, I, I still think that if they had a shot against, was it Florida? They would have Florida State. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they would have had a shot against Florida State, you win that game and, and they're probably one of the teams in one of the playing games. So yeah. it's something that didn't happen, but I mean, they put themselves in a situation where it was like, okay, they have no chance to get in the tournament to, well, if they had won one more game, they probably would have been in. So uh, the fact that they kept fighting, I think says a lot about the kids in that locker room. Yeah. Um, that was cool to see, man. Cause I know, I know it was difficult for them. Uh, like you said, uh, no, no fans, uh, no real college experience living in a hotel. You don't live in the dorms. Um, I'm sure they didn't get to hang out, you know, as much as as, as a normal college student would. And um, I've said it, you know, said it a hundred times this year, but like that stuff matters. Um, that off the court stuff matters. That time just being around each other matters in the preseason. Um, you know, just getting to play pickup games with each other matters. The practice time, especially when you got such a young team um, and, and figuring out what, you know, what college basketball is because it's completely different, you know, it's a completely different game than high school and it takes an adjustment period. And uh, I think what we saw was those younger guys adjusting to college basketball and you just got to see it. Whereas, you know, normally you don't, um, you know, all freshmen have adjustment periods and maybe Didn't aside you, from you have, a, you have a different perspective on that, right? Didn't you, did you reclass? Yeah. You went, you went early, right? Yeah, yeah, I went a year early. Yeah, so, I mean, so you like it's not it's not easy to do, you know. Like, there's the, yeah. the level the level of play from from high school where every single player that goes to Duke is the best player on their high school team. Absolutely. Like, you get to college and it's like, well, now there's like eight dudes in front of me, and six of them were top twenty five players, yep. and four of them are going to play in the NBA, and I'm yeah. sitting here and I got to fight for like eight minutes a game. Like, it, it's an adjustment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you get to college, like, let's just use my experience. For example, I get to college. I've got, um, you know, one of the leading scores all time in Chicago, who's a senior, John Shire, um, multiple times state player of the year, Kyle Singler, you know, who's six, eight, two thirty in front of me, uh, you know, Nolan Smith, McDonald's all American going into his junior year. Like, you know, those are the three guys on the perimeter uh, in front of me. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm this guy. Like, I, you know, I was hot stuff in high school. But now and, and not only are you, 
you know, you're behind the you're starting over. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, I scored 2000 points in high school. I have zero points. I have, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't have anything built here. So, you know, you got to start from scratch. And so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a huge adjustment for sure. And then, oh, by the way, when you become a sophomore, then all of a sudden they bring in Kyrie Irving and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, so now yeah. Shire's gone, but now I got to go deal yeah. with the best high school or the best college player I've ever seen. So, yeah, exactly. It's, good luck yeah. with that. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Um, but I mean, it's it, to me, I think it's a it's a good thing because, you know, uh, like my sophomore year, I just I got to play opposite Kyle all year in practice. And so, you know, Kyle's kicking my ass all year. Um, but, you know, it's a good thing because I'm like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing against very many guys like Kyle uh, in, in games. So, you know, it's a good thing to be able to <clears throat> have that type of competition. Um you know, to get you to get each other ready for, for game time. Yeah. So I, I'm curious where you stand on the whole Jalen Johnson, deal because I always I, my take on it was that this was the best case scenario for everybody involved. Like if Jalen's mm-hmm. not going to play, um, he's better off going and working out and, and fixing the things that's wrong with his game. Like I, I think everybody knows, like you got to you got to add a jump shot. You yeah. know, if he can get a two month head start on just spending, uh, locking himself in the gym and, and getting himself to where he can be a 35 percent three point shooter. Like, that's great for him long term. Um, he's not nothing's He's not getting any help out of playing eight minutes a game for Duke, whereas for Duke, like, I don't think that they could play Jalen and Matt together. Because both mm-hmm. of those guys, to me, kind of you got to slot them in at the four, right? They they're not yeah. going to be able to guard threes. You don't want them to be your five because you're just you know you have no size, no physicality inside. So they were both kind of vying for that same spot, right? And Matt, I mean Matt Hurt was what if he wasn't ACC Player of the Year, like he was first team All ACC. He was yeah, he was first, first team, yeah. So if he's earning those minutes, then you know maybe it's it's better not having someone that's that's not going to be happy about coming off the bench. So I I, I don't know. I, I always I thought that that was. The best thing for all sides was to amicably part ways. It feels like that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know Jalen, so it's not like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't spend time like, oh, Jalen. You're not, you're not, you're not, like, te- not texting Duke recruits. No, like, <laughs> no, like it's. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It, it was, it was surprising to me for sure. Um, but you know, as I thought about it, it made sense. Um, just the trajectory of the way his season was going, Mark was looking a little bit better. And like you said, you can't really, you couldn't play both those guys in the front court. Um, those lineups just didn't work, especially defensively. And, um, you know, with him not really being able to shoot, you couldn't play him at the three either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we already had an issue. Um, we didn't have a lot of shooters outside of Matt. You know, we don't, who's our next best shooter. So, you know, you can't play him at the three and you can't play both of those guys at the four and five and you have to play Matt. So uh, just the just numbers, you know, just don't work out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wish him the best. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, if he can, you know, like you said, if he shoots 35 percent from three, uh, I think he's a solid pro for a long time. Um, yeah. just a matter of getting in the gym and, and I mean, when you're you that, know, getting with the white that people. athletic and can pass the way he can pass, yeah. you, know, you, got, yeah. you got a shot. Yeah. Uh, if you can knock down a jumper. And, and yeah. Now, unless he grows, you know, to six eleven and it's Ben Simmons, then, you know, <laughs> then he doesn't have to shoot. But uh, I don't know if he's got, you know, three more inches in him. Yeah. And the um, other thing about Ben Simmons is that he's, he was first team all defense. Am I making that up? Yeah, yeah. He's a really good defender. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference maker, too. Like, Jalen, yeah, I think Jalen's got to be better on that end of the floor. 
he's sure. got a chance. I mean, he's he's only 18, 19 years old. There's plenty yeah, of time yeah. to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, but if the best thing for him to figure that out is to to not be in the Duke program and to go be doing it on his own, nothing wrong with that, especially if it's the kind of thing where the situation just didn't work. And I'm I'm a firm believer in um uh, if something isn't working, it's better to just pull the ripcord immediately than to try mm-hmm. to string it along just for uh for appearances' sake. So yeah. if they, they if they know that it's not going to work and they know Jalen's not coming back and Jalen is not happy, it's you're better off just kind of parting ways before everybody gets mad at each other and before it brings everything down. So right, absolutely, uh, yeah, I 100% agree. You don't want you know you don't want a guy in your locker room who's you know upset with how things are going and is not you know buying in or all in on the situation. So yeah, it made sense and um, honestly, his game the way his game is currently is probably better suited in a pro game. Uh, you know, with more more space, uh, you know, more opportunity to drive lanes. In college, it's tough, man, if you can't shoot um, unless you're, you know, just a physical specimen. You know, you're a Zion, then, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You can't stop me anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know, what? yeah, you know, I think in the, in the pros, you know, with having a little bit more space, a little bit more room to operate, uh, being able to slash lanes, you know, you may see him look, look a lot better. What do you make of, uh, of, of Duke's backcourt? The guys they got coming back. I mean, DJ, I thought, had moments where he looked really, really good. Yeah. He also had moments where he looked very much like a freshman. I thought Jeremy Roach played uh, better down the stretch of the season. But, um, again, he had moments where he very much looked like a freshman. And uh, Wendell, like, I, I always want Wendell to be awesome because, he ha- like, he has these games where he just looks like a, like a stud. And then there's times yeah. where, you know, you're like, is he – wait, is Wendell more playing? Did he <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he on the floor? So, yeah. what do you, what do you um, make? Yeah, well, Wendell, I mean, you know, I, I got I was there uh, for his freshman year over the summer and, you know, got to play some pickup with the guys. And I was really impressed with him because he, he was so strong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he decided to like put his head down and just get to the basket. You kind of just had to get out of his way because, um, you know, you're going to get your shoulder to the chest and it wasn't going to feel very good. So, um, yeah, I. I I'm expecting him to have have a much better year next year. I mean, obviously he struggled at the beginning of the year, but, you know, I think he kind of found his footing towards the end of the year being, you know, kind of a secondary ball handler, getting other guys involved. And, you know, I think if he just stays aggressive and, and stays focused, like getting downhill, it's, it's hard for guys to stop that because he is very, you know, physically strong and gifted. And so, you know, if he stays in attack mode, um, you know, I look for him to have a big year. DJ, um, I like his game. Um he was fairly consistent, um, led the ACC in freshman scoring. So uh, excited to see, you know, how his game improves, uh, maybe put on a couple pounds. Uh, not too much, you know, not I don't, not 20 pounds, but, you know, a couple pounds. He is, he is a little slight uh, in the frame. What, and then, what are they, uh, they have listed at like 155 or something like that. Really? Something yeah, like so that. Yeah, maybe 20 pounds, actually. <laughs> um, get on that bench press. Yeah, Coach Will will get on him. Um, and Jeremy, yeah, I mean, I think you, you could see, like, a, pro, a, a progression in his game. I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, you know, he struggled with turnovers and just um, playing too fast, I think. You know, just, like, trying to make this amazing play immediately. And uh, I think you could see as he slowed down just a little bit, um, and he started to kind of see the game a little bit better. Uh, his shot started falling more um, down the stretch. And, you know, he's just started playing with more confidence because 
um, you know, that Louisville game and, and a lot of the games down the stretch, you know, he would just come down and pull up from three and I'm like, what are you doing? And, you know, he aching. I'm like, okay, my bad. You know, I understand that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited, man. If we can get everybody back and, uh, so, you know, especially in the backcourt, those three guys, uh, I'm excited for, for what's moving forward. I do think we need another point guard, um, but I think it's a good core for sure. Yeah, especially with the uh, – how much have you seen Paolo Banchero play? Uh, I see clips, you know, on Twitter, um, but excited. Um, you know, big guy. What is he, like 6'10"? Yeah, he's like 6'9", 6'10". Can play yeah, on the perimeter a little bit. Handle it a little bit. Strong as hell. Yeah, he's he, – he, he honestly kind of reminds me of, like, a less athletic Jabari almost. Um just kind of like that hybrid kind of not really doesn't really have like a like a three and a half four and a half kind of like in between kind of guy can do a little bit of everything um so yeah i'm excited man um to pair him with mark um i think it'd be a, a nice foreign court man yeah that'll be fun yeah um, especially like if you get some of these guards to come back too, like that, that that'll be a good team um uh, yeah well paulo is like he, he's just a winner you know he's mm-hmm. one of these guys where it's the the intangible stuff, the the the, te- the the teammate stuff, like how hard you're going to play. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a pain in the ass in the locker room. Like he's a guy that just people people are going to want to be around. Are going to want to yeah. play, and and that's I mean that's a good thing. You know? Yeah, I honestly think that's <clears throat> something that's overlooked a lot in recruiting is uh is winning. Like winning is a being a winner is like a is a skill, I guess almost. Um, if that yeah, makes no, sense. it is like it's it is. it's yes. something that you it's something that you learn and you know when you when you win and you're used to winning, um, you find ways to win and, and you know it goes the same the opposite way when you when you lose a lot you find ways to lose um, so having guys who are used to winning expect to win um, is important so um, yeah I'm, I'm definitely excited about that and do you know much about um, AJ Griffin? Not really, not as much yeah, yeah. As, as I do about Paolo. Um, yeah. But I, I, if I'm a Duke fan, I'm excited about that group coming in next yeah. year. Yeah. And again, like the big thing is going to be, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people with think pieces that are saying how you can't win with freshmen and you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, it's going to be very different when you can actually get these guys in in like Memorial Day and they get the entire summer to yeah. play with each other, to to get yeah. to know each other, to um, to experience, uh, you know, what you would normally experience. Like, cause I, I feel like that's really underrated. Um, mm-hmm. the importance of having, especially when you have a new team getting there over the summer and just playing pickup. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, yeah. that's the best way to be able to get to know what somebody wants to do on a court. Like if you're a point yeah. guard and you're out there and you're trying to figure out, okay, we got this new score coming in. Where does he want the ball? How, mm-hmm. like where, where does it, where is he most effective at scoring? When the, when the big guys on the block, Mark Williams, does he like it on the left block? Does he like it on the right block? Does he like it when he comes out a little bit, like uh, mid post um, learning what each other want to do, where they want the ball, how you play together, how you play off each other. That's, that, that's big. That's important. Yeah. And none of these teams got that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I remember, like Quinn would do stuff like that, man. You know, when we play pickup, um, he knew which plays, Certain guys like, you know, you have two shooters, some guys, some guys like to come off to the right side, some guys like pin down, some guys like pin ins, like, so, you know, he would say, okay, we, I'm trying to get Andre going, you know, I know to call this one because Andre likes this one, but if I'm trying to get Seth going, 
I'm going to call this other play because, you know, Seth likes to shoot this way. And that stuff like adds up, man. And, you know, teams have like this progression, right. Where, you know, they go like this and normally um, in a regular season with all that, the preseason stuff over the summer stuff, by the time they get to games, they're at a certain point. So you see them, and obviously they still have room to grow, but you see them at a point where they've gotten through a little bit of the the growing pains. And this year you got to see all the growing pains on ESPN. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, it just is completely different year. Cause even, you know, the year with um, when Kyrie was there, you know, we were a really good team, but you know, if you looked at us in August, we didn't look like the team that came out uh, and played Michigan state in the, you know, ACC big 10 challenge. Like, we were we were a different team and we still hadn't hadn't figured it all out yet but we were you know much more equipped to come out and play against the better teams in the country that year yeah i mean and that that year was crazy too because you had Kyrie and then um and then Nolan ended up having like a first team all american caliber state yeah. he averaged like 20 hell of a year. like it was like yeah. okay well Kyrie's not here well we're just plugging this guy that's going to hit yeah. the yeah 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 it was sick man because you know no one's coming off of a hell of a year um he averaged like 16 junior year national championship played 39 minutes in national championship game and you know and you know you got that guy coming back and it's like oh that's awesome but then it's like oh yeah we also have this guy named Kyrie Irving coming in and so it almost overshadowed Nolan a little bit um but you know Nolan was great with Kai and, and they worked together and they understood that they could be like this really great backcourt together. And then, you know, Kai goes down and then you realize, oh, we still have this Nolan Smith guy <laughs> who's really good. He's pretty good and, too. Yeah, and he just proceeds to go off for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, that, that year was kind of crazy, man. It was a super talented team. Uh, so let me ask you this. You played with Shire quite a bit. Um, one of the, the the funniest things about, like, the early early ages of, like, college basketball, Twitter and college basketball on the internet was when – uh, when Operation Shireface became a thing, do you remember this? <laughs> like the the Maryland fans would just print out the big heads of Shire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much were yeah. you guys aware of that? Uh, I was aware of it. Um, I mean, obviously it's funny to me because it wasn't happening to me. But um, you know, I don't think John appreciated it very much. <laughs> uh, I did mention it one time and got a I got a ball thrown at me. So um, just the it was just the one time I mentioned it for me. So that was that was enough. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the funniest part about it too, because like John's just the nicest dude in the world. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, he is. So like, just why are you picking on that guy? Like he's not yeah. even doing anything wrong. Yeah. There's, there's Mar- a lot Mar- of people on that Duke team that you could have you could have. Yeah, hated. absolutely, absolutely. But Maryland fans. Maryland fans are uh, are are were they were interesting to say they're, the least. They're they're a different breed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, John's my guy. Uh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he'll make a great um, head coach. All right, so let's just wrap it up with this. Uh, how do you how do you rate this season? Successful? Um, are you are you happy with the way it played out? Given the way that it started, like where are you where are you at with all of it? Um, I think I think it's fairly successful um just because like you know the freshmen got to get out there and play they got better uh matt got you know got a lot better over the offseason and then you know had that run where he was going crazy and so and 
I think this season, you know, the struggles that they went through, hopefully um, light a little bit of a fire underneath them and, and they get that chip on their shoulder and remember um, everything that happened this year and, and how people were talking about them and what people were saying about them and just counting them out. Um, you know, similar to like John's freshman year, you know, when they really struggled and they got ousted by VCU in the first round. Um, I feel like I could, you know, when I got there for my freshman year, their senior year, um, I could, I could feel that they had that, they still had that chip on their shoulder from their freshman year and they had gotten a little bit better every year and going into their senior year, they, they still felt the sting from that freshman year loss uh, in the first round. So, you know, hopefully they keep that going, man. And, um, you know, I know coach will, um, I don't know if <clears throat> you guys know the story, but you know, the story of coach where they got, um, demolished by Ralph Sampson and UVA in the ACC tournament, just, just kill. Uh, by I don't know, it was a lot I don't remember the number but they got just destroyed and so you know they went out to dinner that day <clears throat> after the game and um, one of his assistants said you know hey here's a toast to to forgetting forgetting about this game and coach was like hell no here's a toast to never forgetting about that game and so you know hopefully they keep that mindset uh, going forward and not forgetting um, what they went through this year and it helps them moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I think for the most part, um, it can it should feel a little bit disappointing, and you shouldn't be satisfied. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Roster. But at the same time, there were enough good things that happened during the season, and enough good signs um, late in the year that I, I would be relatively happy if I was a, a Duke fan moving forward about what the future could end up being with this group. Especially yeah. if you get some of the guards back, and you get Mark Williams back, and you get Paolo in, like. You're going to have a fun year next year. It's not going to be yeah. as uh, not going to be as rough. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, being at Duke, you never expect to not be a part of uh, March Madness. So, yeah, that's disappointing for sure. Um, but you know, I mean, at the same time, you give us those five non-conference games, and we're eighteen and eleven. We're going to the tournament, um, regardless of the you know the COVID thing at the end of the year. But you know, it didn't happen. We didn't make it. It is. You know, that's not great. Um, so, yeah, this, you know, this season, yeah, it's disappointing for sure. Um, but I think the the future's bright and, you know, I'm excited to see this team come back next year. And, you know, if, if we get everybody back, you know, that's always the uh, the big what if in college nowadays is, you know, what team, how many guys are you going to uh, retain from year to year? So, you know, if we can keep keep everybody together and bring everybody back. Obviously, Sands, you know, I'm expecting Matt leaves, obviously, but – you know, if we can keep the rest of those guys uh, with the guys we're bringing in and maybe add another piece or two, should be a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool. Well, I uh, appreciate you uh, hopping on with me this week. Um, like I said, a little bit different, but I uh, just wanted to wrap up the Duke season this year. So I uh, appreciate it, Rob, and um, uh, good luck with all your bets in the tournament, man. <laughs> Look, man, I'm on fire right now, all right? Uh, okay, who's your give me give me your um your biggest upset in the first round? Who you got? The biggest upset. Uh, so the, I think the highest seed that will win is going to be Ohio, but that's kind of you know a little bit of uh, for easy money because mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia's going like they're not practicing right now. They're not going to practice until Thursday. They're not going to get to Indianapolis until Friday. We don't know which players are going to be playing, which players are not going to be playing. And uh, I don't know if you've seen Ohio play. But they got a kid named Jason Preston. Like you got to make sure you watch that game because he is okay. so fun to watch. Okay. Um, beyond that, 
You know, I don't know. I don't know if I see any of like the 15 or 14 seeds being able to, to spring an upset this year. Um, yeah, I didn't, but I, didn't, I would I not be. I would not be shocked to see Liberty take down. That's the one. That's the one. What what Liberty does? They play that pack line defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Richie McKay is like all about efficiency offensively. He's going to space the floor. They got a ton of shooters on that roster. They run really, really, really good stuff. Um, and the way that the pack line works is that, I mean, anyone that's watched Virginia over the years knows that they, they pack everything in. They're not going to yep. let you get dribble drives. They're not going to let you get anything in the paint. And where Oklahoma State struggles is when you make make them shoot over the top. Yeah. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Now, they do have a guy named Kate Cunningham, who, uh, who, yeah. who my, per my sources, is a pretty good basketball player. He's decent, I've heard. Liberty's the one where it's like, okay. We, we something something could happen here, and yeah. I say that as somebody that has Oklahoma State in the Final Four in my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it it was a, it was a weird one for me when I was filling out mine because, like, my head said Liberty, but my heart is like I want to see I want to see Kate Cunningham deep in the tournament. Yes, because um, he's really good and he's really fun to watch. So yeah, that was a tough one for me. But um, you guys heard it here first. Ohio is going to beat Virginia, so make sure you put your bets <laughs> in on that. <laughs> Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks, Drake.